What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to make refreshing changes to your kitchen and bath. We do it right, too, with up to 40% off select kitchen and bath essentials during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. That's up to 40% off faucets, vanities, shower heads, and more. For kitchen and bath updates that keep you within budget, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Take the baseline out. Uh-huh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition, miniature edition of the Hardwood Knox podcast. I'm coming at you without Andy Bailey today as we roll out something different that we hope to implement here at the podcast. It is tentatively going to be called Hardwood Knox in seven minutes or less. The title was the subject of minimal debate. We ultimately decided if we want to play off, copycat, be a knockoff of the Suns as seven seconds or less. Uh, We could have went with fewer, but seven seconds in this case, as Adam Frommel, uh, editor-in-chief of NBA Math, pointed out, is kind of being referred to as singular. So we end up at Hardwood Knox in seven minutes or fewer. And what this will essentially be moving forward is audio versions of articles we publish on the site. And with podcasts being such an important source of information and just a part of everyone's almost everyday lives, we figured let's just give people another way to consume our content that we have published. Not sure how often we'll be rolling this out. Um, not not sure if this is even going to continue, but we'll definitely appreciate feedback from you guys. We hope that you bear with us, though, through the first couple installments as we try and figure this out. And please don't be too much of a stickler for time. We're going to say seven second, seven minutes or, or less from when we actually start the episode. And this intro is more long-winded than any of the future ones will be as we are able just to get into them. Before I start off, I just want to remind people to continue rating, reviewing, and subscribing to us on iTunes. That's the best way to help the podcast right now. Both Andy and I love it when we see the numbers on the ratings go up. Uh, we love seeing your guys' comments, so be sure to leave a review as well. We, we really do appreciate them. And again, if you, after the first installment or two of this, um, Hardwood Knox in seven minutes or fewer, if you want to get at us on Twitter and just let us know what you're thinking, uh, we'll appreciate that as well. We can also be found, of course, wherever podcasts are offered. iTunes, though, is the best way to, to just help us out at the moment. So continue letting those five-star reviews roll in. Believe me when I say that they are appreciated. And now, after two minutes and 40-some-odd seconds of me rambling, we will get into the debut of Hardwood Knox in seven minutes or less, starting with 
Carmelo Anthony's underrated fit with the Houston Rockets and perhaps an underrated NBA legacy as well. Carmelo Anthony's stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder is officially over. As first reported by ESPN.com's Adrian Wojnarowski, he's been sent to the Atlanta Hawks, who will waive him and pave the way for his long-awaited marriage to the Houston Rockets. The end to Anthony's layover in Oklahoma City befits his career. He leaves the Thunder under circumstances not dissimilar to breakups with the Denver Nuggets and New York Knicks. In a nebulous batter of self-government, potential unfulfilled, recycled criticism, and relative division, his previous team not so much wrecked as rescued by his departure. People care about Anthony, even if they don't support him. Intrigue will at times be disguised by indifference, generally from his detractors, as a means of concurrently affirming his imperfect, if inflated, resume and terminated stardom. But every attempt at camouflage is unsuccessful. The next phase of his career invites emotion, both for and against him. He's 34 years old, no doubt past his prime, but the plight of Carmelo Anthony, time-worn as it is, persists to near-universal curiosity. Can he help his team win meaningful basketball games? It would be fair to refocus this issue to the past tense. Was the best version of Melo ever good enough to aid, let alone carry, legitimate title contention? The numbers now on the heels of the failed experiment in Oklahoma City paint him in inconsequential to detrimental terms. As Hardwood Knox's own Andy Bailey tweeted out earlier, 540 players logged at least one minute in the NBA this past season. Carmelo Anthony ranked 537th in wins over replacement player added, which is a cumulative stat. Expecting Anthony to entirely or significantly flip facts entering year 16 is a fool's conviction. He can latch on to a title favorite, but the consensus opinion tilts heavily toward him having squandered his best shot and shots at positively impacting a championship pursuit. Anthony's NBA career has largely been an exercise in dissenting self-empowerment. He enforces leverage and indulges prerogative in a player-friendly era that welcomes both, but his application of that free will has not been celebrated the way it was and still is for LeBron James and Chris Paul. And why? Because his priorities have never that clearly aligned with winning. Whether Anthony ever viewed his career trajectory as a matter of money versus basketball is irrelevant. It it has always come off that way irrespective of his motives. Whereas LeBron and CP3 have managed to juggle both in no small part because they're better players, Anthony consistently fostered either-or ultimatums in which he seemingly, without fail, prioritized his bank account and off-court comfort over proximity to the Larry O'Brien trophy. In 2006, when James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade all signed four-year extensions with opt-outs before the final season, Anthony inked a five-year pack. Who knows what the LeBron James-era Miami Heat would have looked like had Melo followed in the footsteps of his fellow 2003 draftees. When he did orchestrate his exit from Denver in 2011, it came at the vast expense of his new team. He forced a trade to the Knicks when he could have signed with them in free agency and, by extension, left them with the assets to trade for his soon-to-be teammate in Houston, Chris Paul. Consider this, assuming you can bear it. When the Knicks traded for Carmelo Anthony in a three-team deal, they sent Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Danilo Gallinari, Timothy Mozgov, a 2014 unprotected first-round pick, which turned into Dario Saric, two second-round picks, which turned into Quincy Miller and Romero Osby, the right to swap 2006 first-round picks, which became Jamal Murray, and cash to the Denver Nuggets. They also sent Eddie Curry's expiring deal, Anthony Randolph, and cash to the Timberwolves. When the Clippers traded for Chris Paul, they gave up Al Farouk Aminu, Eric Gordon, Chris Kamen, and a 2012 first-round pick that turned into Austin Rivers. James Dolan remains an uncontrollable variable when dispersing blame for everything the Knicks gave up. His meddling and their subsequent overbidding is not on Anthony, and yet he copped to his midseason urgency 
being motivated by money, i.e. that pre-lockout extension. Then in 2014, with the Knicks gearing up for a rebuilding effort under Phil Jackson, Anthony had the opportunity to join situations considered objectively better at the time. He could have signed with the Rockets, the Chicago Bulls, or the Los Angeles Lakers. He instead chose the Knicks in their 50-year carrot, accepting a slight discount. He did exactly what we asked him to. Phil Jackson said at the time. Waiving his no-trade clause to join the Thunder is the closest Anthony has come to making a purely basketball-driven decision. Playing in Oklahoma City instead of Los Angeles, Boston, or another glitzier market was concession. Spending what amounted to 83% of his minutes at power forward for cleaning the glass represented a sacrifice. Lowering his pull-up frequency and increasing his spot-up volume constituted compromise. Even as things went awry, beside Paul George and Russell Westbrook, Anthony said, and for the most part did, all the right things— the problem? He let everyone know it immediately after the Utah Jazz bounced Oklahoma City from the playoffs. To top it all off, because Melo is Melo, his mutual divorce from the Thunder technically won't cost him a cent. He will get his entire $27.9 million salary from the Hawks, per Woj. For this, for all of it, Anthony's reputation has and will continue to suffer. Hindsight will erode his legacy and abrade his Hall of Fame credentials. Not in totality, because Anthony is going to the Hall of Fame but the fallout from retrospective assessments will be noticeable enough to necessitate defenses. Jared Dubbin tweeted the following um, when this whole debate was kind of going on. He's a fantastic follow, uh, great basketball writer. You can get at him, at Dubbin 5 He wrote, Carmelo is a national champion, Final Four most outstanding player, three-time gold medal winner, leading scorer in Team USA history, and will end his career as a 10-time All-Star who made six All-NBA teams and finished in the top 20 of all time in scoring. There is a less than 0% chance he doesn't make the Hall of Fame. Context is key when evaluating Melo's arc. Whatever side of the fence you land on is mostly fine. But the focus on feats undone, on reoccurring mistakes, speaks more to a misapplication of the third wall. Anthony has never feigned championship obsession. Holding him to a different, perhaps higher, standard judges him against a bar he's never conformed to meeting. That he has so obviously asserted leverage, emphasized financial excess, and indelicately advertised every adjustment and concession he's made, both minor or marginally more than minor, should be enough to squelch this illusion that he strived to become the company man caricature so many fans assume professional athletes want or need to be. This does not make Anthony a villain or less of a person. Quite the contrary. Dwight Howard's identity crisis has become an annual rite of passage. Anthony has not sought wholesale reinvention at any turn. His is more a tale of expectation by association. He endeared himself to the circle of his era's best players, namely James, Paul, and Wade, which created this warped sense of where he himself stood within the league. There have been, to Anthony's credit, some adaptations over the course of his career. He became more of a playmaker during the back end of his stint with the Knicks. He warmed up to three-point volume after the 2011-2012 season. He half-contoured his play style in Oklahoma City. And to that point, there should remain hope he steers into a more complementary twilight. The Rockets may even be just the team to float that optimism. They will ask Anthony to make sacrifices similar to those he didn't truly embrace with the Thunder, but he has never been ill-suited for the role of potent accessory. He drilled 37.3% of his catch-and-shoot triples within an Oklahoma City offense light, undependable spacing. Houston paced the league in the frequency with which it manufactured uncontested threes, and only the Brooklyn Nets launched more catch-and-fire threebies. Mello should eat. Playing off Harden and Paul will be a different experience than working in tandem with George and Westbrook. The latter two are not natural-born distributors. George is a secondary setup man at his peak, and Westbrook passes more because the collapsing chaos he creates on full-bore drives to the basket mandates that he do so. 
Paul and Harden are craftier and more holistically selfless in the aggregate. Flinging threes off the catch will take on new meaning around them, particularly when Houston boasts an inherently superior floor balance. This union will not be seamless. It never is with Anthony. Hiding both him and Harden on defense is untenable, and he'll want his off-the-dribble touches. Mike D'Antoni, who is cool with the mellow ad per Woj, will help here. His staff staggered court time for Paul and Harden to borderline perfection last year. Paul... Average 15.1 minutes per game without Harden, while Harden saw 21.9 minutes without Paul. Extending those principles to include Mello is neither effortless or implausible. Eric Gordon logged more than nine minutes of me time on, and under five minutes with both Harden and Paul in the lineup. Plus, as I've noted previously in past pieces, D'Antoni will do some things to keep Anthony involved during full-strength minutes. The Rockets' ISO-heavy offense isn't revered for its off-ball motion, but they know how to incorporate pick-and-roll divers. Anthony can take on more rim-running duties in super-small lineups, much like Luke Bamud and P.J. Tucker did this past year. He shot under 38% in these situations with the Thunder, but they weren't routinely trotting out five sniper arrangements. Equally important, do not discount the effect playing alongside a good friend could have on Anthony's mindset. His bond with Paul may compel him to buy into what he once rejected. Yes, Anthony is mistaken if he believes the Rockets or any other team needs the full mellow experience, or that the full mellow experience can even translate to more than a lost season on its own. His approach to the game, even dating back to the peak of his powers, is inarguably flawed. And no, the best version of himself was never good enough to carry a viable title contender. But can he, at age 34, help his team win meaningful basketball games? It's possible. To write it off implies he'll never find a balance between the functional and the sentimental, between what makes the most sense and his own terms. Maybe that's fair. Anthony has brought that doubt upon himself, but there's an overlooked value in his refusal to ever totally conform. Melo's career, however undecorated, is not an accident, even if it's not met with the intended or desired acceptance, nor is it a disappointment by way of opportunities ignored and inferiority unaccepted. It is a career, a legacy of his own design. Well, that does it for the first installment of this. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, we're not sure how often we're going to roll this out, um, but we definitely appreciate you guys listening. Hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Please, again, continue rating, reviewing, and subscribing to us on iTunes. We really do appreciate it. Continue listening to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Dan Favalli. That's F-A-V-A-L-E. You can follow Andy at Andrew D. Bailey. You can follow Hardwood Knox at Hardwood Knox. And you can also follow MBA Math, our sponsor, at MBA underscore math. Until next time, I leave you with a shout out to the one, the only, future multi-time MVP winner with the Memphis Grizzlies, Kyle Anderson. Lowe's knows you'll do it right. And do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. We do it right, too, by offering up to 20% off select toilets during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tile starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next bath project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right. And do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. We do it right, too, by offering up to 20% off select toilets during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tile starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next bath project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only.